Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 65. We're focused on Hebrews 11.29, wrapping up Moses' story and focusing on what may be a very familiar Bible story of the Red Sea. Yep, yep. That's a familiar story, but also one of those stories like, uh, like... That's pretty. That's pretty crazy, and yeah. and yet uh, we see um, God giving that story to us. So let me ask a question: What what are some um, some reasons why parents tell children to follow specific directions? I know you've probably told your children that. I've told my children that. What do you think some specific reasons are? As parents, we tell our children to follow specific directions. Sure. I mean, sometimes it's a health and safety issue. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just recently I reminded my college kids, take your vitamins and, <laughs> you know, with cold and flu season, like those sorts of things. So health and safety. Yeah. Um, I think even we don't want them to fall into the same mistakes we did. So, yeah. hey, I this path did not work out so well. Yeah strongly encourage you to go this direction instead of the mistakes that I made. Yeah. Though, and, and I would, those were, were going to be my answers. Okay. So uh, we're on the same page there. Just again, um, we know the dangers. We see the dangers. We've, um, we've either have experienced the consequences of falling into those dangers, but definitely those two uh, health and safety and definitely just wisdom. Um, we've, we've experienced it before and, um, and we don't want you to be hurt by the same things that we were hurt by. So, um, so that would be, that would be, um, uh, again, a couple of reasons. Well, well, today's story, God gives some, um, some specific directions. Um, he gave some specific directions as they left Egypt and, um, and now he gives them specific directions as they are, um, as they're leaving Egypt. And he tells them to, which is a strange request, go to the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and there's this sense where, like, why, why that? And, and so I think we, if, if it were me, I'm thinking like, like, do you know, where are we going to, where are we going to go once we get there? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think God does it so that we can see his power in a unique and um, a unique and powerful way. And everything is going great. They they leave. They they take some of the wealth with them, and and they come up on something that is literally insurmountable. It seems right. So they get to the yes, Red Sea. They do. So this is and this part of Moses's story is Exodus found in Exodus thirteen through fifteen. If you want to take a look at that. So yeah, they are loaded up with all of the the wealth of Egypt. <laughs> Headed to the promised land. <laughs> right. And in front of them is the Red Sea. Behind them comes Pharaoh's army, which is the best of the best. Yeah, yeah. And remember, these are just, uh, these are former slaves. So, yes, maybe they have the wealth uh, of the Egyptians. But they're but not they, fighters. But they are not fighters yeah. and they don't have weapons. Yeah. So, they are between that phrase, the ro- a rock and a hard place. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Very literally. <laughs> a and B, not great options. Where is the C option? Oh, but I don't, <laughs> play on words. I don't mean to play on words there, but they, they, 
there does not, there's not a good choice here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uncertainty in front of them, as you mentioned, um, an insurmountable obstacle that's in front of them, um, a, a very dangerous army behind them. And yet they are, um, they are stuck there. And what does, what does God tell Moses? Yes. And I love Exodus 14, 14. Um, God's instruction to Moses is to tell the people, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Wow. I, I don't, I don't know. I like, I'm, I'm telling you, I don't, I, I see an army behind me, insurmountable obstacle in front of me, like, and, and the, the directions that God gives just be still. Yeah. Now it does seem a little like, okay, that how about some magical armor appearing out of somewhere <laughs> that sounds more helpful than being still. But what I do think, I mean, <laughs> like no other story we've seen so far, yeah. they have to put their complete trust in God. Yeah. And I do think it reminds me of uh, that phrase of Emily P. Freeman's where we don't have to be hustled on the inside, yeah. even if we're hustled on the outside. Now, in Love the it. extreme example of hustled on the outside <laughs> is where they are and their direction is to be still. So yeah. it is that like even when the impossible is all around you. You can know that the Lord will fight for you. Your job is not to figure out the way out of this impossible situation. Yeah. It's to trust God. Yeah. I, again, as you like, like typically when I am between a rock and a hard place, I want to do something. Yeah. Um, I want to activate something. And yet God is telling them to activate their faith in this moment of there is really no place for them to go other than to trust and depend on God. And so, um, so what, what happens They're they're yeah. at the, they're, they're at the sea and God tells Moses, um, Hey, this is what I want you to do. Yep. In verse 15, the next, uh, the next verse after saying, you know, you need only to be still, then Moses says, it's time to move on. You so take a step, take that first step yeah. towards that Red Sea, yeah. towards that impossible roadblock. Yeah. Um, so there is a stepping out on their part. This be still. I think we referenced this previously when um, in the Bible it uses the word wait, wait on the Lord. Wait doesn't mean kick back, do nothing. Right. Uh, it's an expectancy. There is an action on uh, on our part. And that's what the Israelites are told to do here. Yes, the Lord will fight for you. You need only, only to be still, but you need to take that first step into that faith, into that trust. Yeah. And and Moses, again, he, um, you know, they, they, they have, they, they want to turn back. They, you know, there's really nowhere to go turning back. And, you know, he raises, his staff, and then all of a sudden, just just miraculously, um, we see walls of water uh, being raised on the side, and um, and again, to your point, it's like, 
like who's going to take the first step? Carolyn, you go first <laughs> or, or Marvin, you go first. And it's like, like what, what's going to happen? But it takes, it takes faith to, to um, takes faith to take that first step. And, and again, I, I wish I could see, you know, walls of water mm-hmm. and they walk through as if on, uh, on dry ground, which again, uh, it takes a lot of faith, uh, to, to actually, you know, walk in that way. Yeah. As, I mean, God could have just made the water totally disappear. Yeah. Well, I guess then the Pharaoh's army wouldn't have drowned. So maybe that part doesn't <laughs> But the fact that they are walking through, now it is like on dry ground, but there is water on either sides of them. The danger is right there. Yeah. I mean, I just yeah, picture, yeah, yeah. you know, they're seeing fish swimming <laughs> or whatever, like as they're like those aquariums where you're walking through a tunnel. But, you know, I mean, there's, I don't know, splashing water up at the top. I mean, they're underwater, yeah. essentially walking through this pathway. So it's it's not as if the danger just disappeared. Yeah, I I would still think that they had some nervousness at the yeah. very least. But here, God is making a way yeah. where there wasn't one. Yeah, and and so they are stepping into it, and they're taking the next step. Yeah, and the next step, and the next step, right through the danger. Man, I, I, that that is again that point such good insight. Um, and you know, we we typically just say they walk through, and but your insight that literally every step was a step of faith. Um, and and sometimes when God delivers us, He doesn't necessarily deliver deliver us from all the threats and all the danger. Yeah, He does give us the power um, to keep moving, to keep stepping. Um, that every step is one that says. I believe that God is with me. Pharaoh's army behind me, uncertainty in front of me, and threats on the side of me. And and yeah, I'm going to keep walking, keep moving. And that to me is one of the epitomes of faith, is that even in the midst of threats, um, still lingering threats, is that um, that God is with me. And I think there's a definition, someone gives a definition of courage. Courage is not the absence of fear, but it is action despite the fear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think this is part of um, kind of that same concept is that faith is not the absence of the threat. It is continual believing and confidence in God, despite the threats all around me. And uh, so I love that insight. Love that insight you you just gave. Yeah, I think um, Psalm 77 also is a retelling of this story. There's multiple Psalms, actually. It's one of those remember when stories that I'm sure the Israelites, because we see it recorded multiple times in Psalms, remember when God did that thing in the Red (laughs) Sea? Or you've heard that story about great grandpa when our our people, so this is a story that they passed down as a bedrock milestone of God's provision. And I love in Psalm 77, that's one of those spots in 16 through 20 where it talks about it, particularly in Uh, verse 19 in the NLT version. I like how it says, your road led through the sea, Hmm. your pathway through the mighty waters, a pathway no one knew was there. Hmm. I mean, sometimes we feel like there is no way out. Yeah, yeah. There is, there is, what, what is going to happen in this situation? But 
God makes a pathway that nobody knew was there. And that was his plan. Like the Israelites couldn't see it. They're like, there's a sea in front of us and an army behind us. There's no way out of here. But God had a plan. He had a pathway that nobody even knew was there. Yeah. Going back to our first episode, faith is the evidence um, um, of things hoped for and things that we cannot see. And and again, they didn't see the pathway um, and yet... Yet it took faith. It took a step of faith for the pathway to be seen. And many times um, we don't we, we walk. We don't walk by sight, but we walk by faith. And that's exactly what they were doing. They were walking by faith through uh, through the Red Sea. And 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 we would you know, again, we would tell you that whatever your Red Sea is, mm-hmm. um, there's a pathway through it. Um, sometimes, um, you know, God shows it to us, uh, beforehand and other times he says, I want you to start walking before I show you what's there. And, um, and so whatever, whatever Red Sea you're dealing with today, whatever seemingly insurmountable obstacle, um, God has some sort of pathway and it may not be the kind of pathway you desire or the kind of pathway that's going to make you comfortable. Uh, it, it might be simply a pathway that says there are threats still all around me, but I am trusting God um, to give me the eyes and the vision and the power to walk right through it. And um, so so I love that passage. That passage is such a beautiful passage yeah. uh, that God um, creates a pathway, one that we even can we can't see right now. Yeah. Are there other things from that Red Sea story that jump out at you? Yeah, I, I, again, just the the keep walking. Um, um, you know, we're called to still have faith in the middle of the the danger that we mm-hmm. that God gives us or that that's all around us, and um, and to keep trusting. And it reminds me um, of Peter walking on the water. Yeah, yeah. So we, I think this. Well, I don't know. Maybe God. I I think I've said on a previous episode, water is one of my probably my favorite thing that God has made. And I think he likes it a lot too, because he has a lot of pretty uh, instrumental stories throughout the Bible. Uh, well, actually, next episode, we'll talk of, might reference another crossing yeah. that the Israelites do not not too long. Well, I guess it's 40 years later, um, but crossing the Red Sea, they cross the Jordan River. And then we see when Jesus is um, here on earth, Peter, his disciple, walks uh, ac- on top of the water. Uh, but... When he takes his eyes off of Jesus, he begins to sink. Um, I think there's some interesting parallels there. Now, Peter's walking across the top of the water, but still the same sort of miracle as a split water walking through on dry ground. And while we see the Israelites keep walking, keep walking, they have that faith for the next step, for the next step. We see Peter kind of break in that. All of a sudden, the reality of his walking on the water, I think, takes his attention more than um, his trust that, that Jesus is going to 
is provide for him in that moment. It's an interesting contrast yeah. that we have with the Israelites there. Well, you you referenced it, I think, the last episode is that when we take our eyes, um, when we don't fix our eyes on Jesus, mm-hmm. then we have a tendency to falter and fail, uh, keeping our eyes on him. We don't we don't get caught up with circumstances around us, but we keep our eyes on him like Moses did. And I think I think in a similar sense, the people of Israel, they kept their eyes on God. They kept walking. They kept believing that God was with them, that he would, that he was present. Um, and, uh, and I'd imagine that they looked around them and <laughs> said, look at the, like, our, you know, look at the water. And, um, and again, Peter is a great example of someone who looked at the circumstances around him and stopped having faith in that, in God in that moment. Mm-hmm. And yet I think the, the people of Israel crossing the Red Sea gives us an example of that step-by-step obedience, step-by-step keeping our eyes on the one who, who's calling us, who's making a, um, a pathway, um, where there was no pathway. And so, uh, so I, again, great insight with Peter, bringing Peter in and, um, and for us to keep our eyes on the one who, um, yeah, who, who creates the pathways for us. Yeah. So what can we believe about God, ourselves and others from this Red Sea story? Yeah, that, 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 um, that God is bigger than any Red Sea, any surmountable obstacle that's in our way, um, that, um, that we we have to keep trusting that that he is mm-hmm. bigger, and um, and even when we're pressed up against an insurmountable, seemingly impossible obstacle, um, that God knows how to make a pathway through um, through our red seas. Yeah, yeah. And I love uh, too just how this story became such a milestone for the Israelites yeah. that it's written about not just in that psalm but in multiple psalms that. Um, and, and you talked about this in the last episode, having those milestone faith moments, like we do get the blessing of reading all of these stories um, that are described in Hebrews 11. Add to that our own faith milestone stories. Those are so important for yeah. when we are in the middle of the storm yeah. or yeah, in yeah. an impossible situation as they were seemingly were. Yeah. Uh, those remembrances help us even to remember, okay, wait, even when there doesn't seem to be a path out or a path through, God is here and there is, and we can trust him. Yeah. So we see that Love again it. and again and again through these, through these stories. So, well, thank you friends for joining us. Um, take time to rate and review the podcast if you haven't and share it with a friend. We would love for you to have your own spiritual conversation with each other.